Hello everyone, my name is Tatiana Gefter, I use she-they pronouns, and I am playing Alma of the Veil with the Gravedigger playbook. Hi, my name is Nishit Zaya, I use any pronouns, and I am playing Fletcher the Witch. My name is Janine Florence Asinto, I use they-them pronouns, and I play Haku Bayani, Starkeeper. Hello, my name is Okta, I go by they-them pronouns, and I will play male three strings. From the Weaver's Hi, my name is Harper Sage Pettit. I use they or she pronouns, and I will be your guide for this season of Queer PG of Kith and Pen. The content warning for this episode includes complex and complicated relationships, deceiving of close friends, storms, and floods. Hello, Rania. I hope this letter finds you well. I sent it with a moth. I hope it gets there quite soon. In any case, I'm sorry I skipped our breakfast, but a lot happened. I'm still not feeling super clear-minded. The the dream bear is really did a number on me. So I have a little favor to ask. If you could go home to my flat and make sure that make sure that, that Alphonse isn't there and well if he is take my things out. I don't really wanna go back in there. And well that out of the way I'm going on an adventure. I'm going with my friends. You remember I've talked to you a lot about Alma about Fletcher and about Haku. I'm so excited to be on the ship with them. It's going to be quite a trip. We're going out of the lastings and I'm a bit scared. I'm really, really not sure we're the best, the best kids for this, but I think we will do well. Anyhow, I am now finishing my preparations for Fletcher's birthday. I'm, I'm weaving him a really cool coat and I really hope, I really hope he likes it. I think Alma is is, is is making a little cake for them and it smells so good already. Alma seems to have a lot on, on her mind and I I want to be there for them. That said, I don't know if I'm the best person for that. Anyhow, I, I will see you when I see you. I hope it's soon and stay in the lastings. The outside world is, is a little bit scary. We saw some really strange things out of the windows. Goodbye. See you soon, Rania. So you're on the ship, the Flying Dutch Kith. It's it's storming. Rain is coming down heavily. The wind is kind of whipping at your faces. It's not a sail. The like the balloon part of the the ship is kind of like blowing back and forth. And as you start to approach Alma, you're having a hard time keeping the ship under control. Yes, Portsmore is pretty stormy, but this seems to be even more torrential than normal. What do you do to get the ship under control? You also have a bit of a crew. Um, not really seasoned crew, but you, you're typically doing this yourself. So yeah, what do you do? So first of all, the biggest problem right now is that our sails are all wet. And so we're not really getting a good current in. So I'm having to rely a lot more on these kind of mechanical thrusters that we have. The the sails right now, all they're doing is weighing us down because they're getting so wet. And because we're getting weighed down, we're slowly (laughs) sinking. 
towards the ground a little faster than I want to. So I'm going to turn to Fletcher. Hey, uh, listen, I know you haven't done this before. Don't panic. It's fine. But also, would you mind going up the mast and just cranking the sail so that it's closed? Can you do that? Um, I guess... Which way do you crank it? So, you know righty tighty lefty Lucy. Yeah. Wait. So crank it towards the right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, You, You got this. You'll be fine. It's just a little high, up, and wet. Don't slip. Really wet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I give Fletcher that task, and then I'm just kind of, like, holding the wheel to keep the- Like, the mechanical thrusters from, you know- going in a specific direction. I'm just trying to keep us straight on. You go ahead and give me a brute check. Sure I can. I definitely don't have (laughs) any help. Well, so that is a six total. So you're struggling to keep the ship straight and you hear a... (laughs) You kind of feel... The, that the, the starboard, starboard thruster has just gone out. Shit. Shit. Damn it. Uh, fuck. Um, okay, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna pull up a chair, and I'm going to prop the wheel against the chair so that it doesn't spin, and I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna go down to, like, the engine room, essentially, and um, see what's up, and I'm definitely taking the slide. You're gonna... Go yourself, uh, or are you going to ask for any assistance? Ah, they don't know how to work the engines, are you kidding me? If anything, I'm going to tell, hey, Haku, hi Haku, uh, big favor, watch that wheel, please. Make sure it doesn't, the chair should hold it in place, I've done this so many times, usually works just fine, just make sure the wheel doesn't move, okay? So if it moves, do I, you just... Just and then no. If it if it moves, grab it. Okay. Grab it and just hold it so that it stays in position. Because if you don't, the ship is going to flip over and we're all going to fall out and die. So we don't want that to happen. So just make sure that it doesn't go like super far in one direction. Okay. Got it. Good work, sailor. I'll be back. And, like, Alma, like, hits something with her foot, and she just falls through the floor into <laughs> the trapdoor, and the slide goes down. So, while Alma is heading down that way, Haku, you've got the the steering wheel in your line of sight close by. Fletcher, go ahead and give me a swift roll to see how well you you manage the, the sails. Four. Fletcher, you're trying to climb up the the mast, and I mean you're a flying squirrel, but that's kind of a misnomer. Flying squirrels can't really fly; they typically just glide. Due to the pole being so slick, be from the from, seems like just the the moisture from the rain, you're not able to get any sort of purchase. So every time you try to climb up, you get up like a couple feet, and then you just like. Ee! slide back down and like that fourth time you try to climb up and you kind of hit the bottom again like you hear like a another 
um, Foghorn as Haku, you hear like a snap and the chair kind of splinters and the wheel starts to spin really fast. I try to grab it. Give me a brute rail. Dory, I have a plus one in it, guys. Dory, everything's fine. I rolled a six. So you grab onto it and then again, you're not used to this type of work. The, the the wheel is slick. It slips out of your hand. You lose your balance and you kind of lean forward and get smacked in the face and kind of like spin around and fall backwards. My glasses! Nayu, what were you doing? Were you trying to help Haku in this moment or were you closer to Fletcher? Like what, what, was, what were you doing? I, I think that the moment Neo started hearing Alma asking for help left and right, um, so Fletcher going out and Hoku and, and just going back onto grabbing the wheel, Neo kind of just waited to see if, he's, uh, if, if, their, if their help was needed anywhere. So I will imagine Neo was probably around Haku. And the moment you start crying out for your glasses... That's, 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 I'm going to try and find, I'm going to try and find your glasses because it's, it's, it sucks to lose your glasses. It sucks so much. Go ahead and give me, um, an, in a heart roll. I rolled a four. It's a five. It's almost as if, like, as soon as you start looking for the glasses, it gets pretty dark. Like a, a cloud, a huge cloud comes over and you're like, oh, let me help. And then you hear a crunch, and you look underneath your foot, your little your little fennec fox paw, and there are a very cute but shattered pair of spectacles underneath your foot. I immediately yelp, kneel down, grab it, and put it in my pocket. This hasn't happened. This has not happened. I can't find your glasses! So, as this is going on, y'all are again hearing this. And you look over and you see a large uh, patrol boat, uh, air- airship, coming coming towards the ship. And you hear a kind of echoing out, Please disengage your engines. And we'll jump over, or I guess down below deck to Alma. You're down de- below deck. You're just now inside the engine room. You're hearing like the the whirring of the gears of the uh, port side engine that's operating correctly, but the other engine, the starboard, is smoking. It's making this sound. But then also you hear the sound of again that other ship. What are you doing? Well, I, I have to turn. At the very least, I have to turn the starboard engine completely off, or else it's just going to keep breaking itself into oblivion. Um, I, I clearly don't have money uh, anymore, so I can't have my equipment breaking on me. So I, I quickly turn off the starboard engine. Um, do, do I hear like what the other ship is saying? So yeah, you hear the of the engine shut down and then that's when you hear them say please disengage your engines but again it's muffled because you're hearing like through wood and all that but um yeah you you definitely hear that somebody is flying up in another ship telling you to disengage the engines alma disengages the other engine and very (sighs) kind of exasperatedly 
goes back up to the top of the deck and sees everyone in disarray. It's just a mess. It's like the guy who walks in with the pizza and everything is on fire. And Alma's just like, oh god. You feel eyes looking at you as like Fletcher turns back to see you come come up and the the two up on the on the oh gosh i can't think of the, the word right now but where where the steering wheel is um haku and the, the bridge looking down at you this massive ship kind of like whoosh pulls up next to you and like these little hook arms come out and stabilize the ship and grab onto it and you hear that voice again disengage your engine they're disengaged they are they are disengaged good they're off Who's the captain here? And you see, standing at the edge of the other ship, a rabbit wearing kind of like a roguish sort of uniform made of leather. It's got like these like, like leather straps. And over their heart is like a little like gold insignia. I, I am the captain. It's me. Captain, do I have permission to come aboard? I might as well. They sort of nod and jump aboard, uh, jump a few feet up into the air and, and land, walk over to you and extend a hand. I am Calix, a, a sergeant of the Portsmore Guard. What is your business here? Unfortunately, the city is not safe. Alma, you know, shakes his hand. Good old-fashioned captain handshake. <laughs> um, I'm Alma of the Vale. We come here on official business. Unfortunately, not pleasure. You say the city's not safe. I've never seen it in quite such a state before. Yes. You see, a couple days ago, uh, torrential downpours came and flooded our city, and our barges aren't able to get in, as they should. I see. Yes, we saw we saw from above that your barges are having difficulty. We're here on business from the lastings. We, too, have been experiencing our own fair shot fair share of strange happenings and we've been sent out into the world to investigate um if you wouldn't mind helping us ashore perhaps we can help each other well you see our serval has commanded that no other ships come in while we're dealing dealing with all this i think your serval will want to hear what we have to say i can tell you you have important business but i'm not sure if this counts it may very well have to do with your torrential downpours. Of course, we can't be sure, but there's only one way for us to make for certain. So the rest of you are seeing this individual and hearing this conversation. Do you chip in to try to convince him at all? Neo will will kind of like walk forward, get right next to right next to Alma, and just look up or down, depending on the height of this. Like here. Well, you know, we've just gotten here and and as a matter of fact we as Alma was saying, we've come in because some strange things are happening in our hometown and it feels like some strange things are coming in here uh, are happening here as well. Now that does not seem like a coincidence to me and if we are here to help you and you turn us away, that will be sad, don't you think? Uh, Alma or Neo, I'll need a heart roll. Hey, 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 Neo, what's your heart? What's your heart bonus? I've got plus one, but I also just... I've got plus two. Go for it. And then if Alma needs help, you can roll a heart roll. That's a nine. You can tell that 
he is struggling with this. He sits there and thinks for a few moments, kind of puckers his lips a little bit, fidgets um, with his the, the pummel of his sword, and then looks down at Neo again, looks over at Alma, and says, Well, I guess it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, would you say? I say that all the time, as a matter of fact. Well, all right then. Do you all want to ride in here and I can get the rest of my crew to tow you all in? Or tow your ship in, actually. That would be... that. that that'd probably be great. Um, we do have one more passenger aboard. I will go fetch him and meet the rest of you. Alma, are, are you sure we have someone else on board? How sure are we of that? too sure. Unfortunately, either way, we would all be arriving at the same destination. I will go get him, and I will meet the rest of you on the other ship. Alright, I'll get my crew to get it set up with the towing. We'll be on our way as soon as everyone's aboard. Thank you, Captain. I will be right back. Elma, so begrudgingly, goes downstairs. Where is he? So you look around, he's not in the common area. So I'm assuming you would assume he was in his room, a bunk, um, or the bathroom, the loo. I can't even say his name. I'm gonna go check his room. The door is closed. I (laughs) just, like, knock on the door. Just a moment, and then you hear scrambling around. And the doors swing open. What what on earth is going on out there? You're not that great of a pilot, are you? It's such a rough flight going on right now. I'm trying to relax. Unfortunately, there was some unexpected turbulence. Luckily, we are being aided by the local guard. So if you could please make your way up onto the deck and board the, their ship, that would be great. I was in the middle of a nap, or trying to nap. Do I have to? Yes. Okay, let me gather my things then. Be quick about it. And he, like, grounds and starts to cut over into the corner to grab his sack and put a few things on it. And then he follows you on up. Did anyone else do anything before heading onto the other ship? This entire time, Fletcher is still trying to climb up the mast. He hasn't even realized the guards are here yet. He's just, like, struggling, but he keeps climbing up, and he's like, This is just like when I'd get locked out of the tower at Witch Academy! So, Fletcher, this, like, one last time you fall down, you, like, look down at your clothes, and you're, like, you're soaked, but you also feel a little, like, greasy or oily. Like, you didn't realize it at first, but I was like, yeah, like, there was definitely, like, grease or oil or something on this pole that was also making this difficult. Why is he so stinky all the time? So Alma's back up here with us, right? Yes, I would say at this point. she's probably sees you, like, trying to climb up the pole still. So he turns to Alma, and he's just like, Alma, you need to get some bark on this mast, and also, I think someone rubbed butter on it. I don't really understand. And then you hear Chandler say, Oh, yeah, sorry. Why would you put butter on the mast of the ship? I didn't rub butter. I was experimenting with the wood oil. Um, 
that I was synthesizing and thought this was a good place to try it out on. We could have all been killed in the storm because of you. Why? I I don't understand. If I didn't close those seals, which I didn't, we would all be shipwrecked right now at oh my god. How are we still okay? Alma, are we ghosts now? What's going on? Alma's just been, like, standing aside listening to this conversation, seething. Just, just, like, you look at Alma's eyes, and it's like, you know, in anime, where, like, the character is so angry that you just, their eyes aren't drawn in. And, like, twitching a little bit. <laughs> Alma just goes, Captain Calyx is towing us um, to shore, so we're all getting on board his ship. Oh, can they do any repairs on your ship? Because this mast needs some bark for climbing. I'll, I'll see. I'll see about it when we get to shore. Haku turns to, like, where the general direction of Alma is and, like, tries to walk towards her and, like, a, okay, and, like, places hands on whosever shoulders is closest, whatever blob it is, and just goes, Alma, I- I'm so sorry. I, I just kind of, so I might have, I tried to get the wheel and then Glasses knocked off. I'm really sorry about that, and I can't find my glasses now, so I'm having a little trouble. And, like, give a hug to hopefully Alma. <coughs> um, I didn't realize we were close enough for hugs now. Ah! Uh, oh, Alma, I'm so s- I glare. Haku glares real quick, then turns to the next blob and goes, I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't- Hi. Alma just kind of positions herself, like, in front of you so that you don't have any more- mishaps and she like you know kind of holds your arm a little bit so that you're <laughs> steadied and not going somewhere you're not supposed to it's it's fine it's okay you did everything you could um i'm so it's quite possible that your glasses did fall off the ship but we're just gonna not think about that right now and if we need to get you a new pair <laughs> We can do that on shore. I hope. I really hope. Okay. Okay. Now, let's just get on to Captain Calyx's ship before I strangle that one. Who's directly behind you? And he's back at the pole, like, inspecting it with, like, he's got, like, a little magnifying glass out, like, looking at it. I might kill Haku. I might become a murderer on this trip. Uh, do, uh, what? What? Why? 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 I just—he keeps touching my things. I'm going to kill him. Oh! 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 Understandable. And then starts walking the opposite direction of where they think the ship is. No! 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 This way! No! Cool! 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 I'm just cool, going cool, to. Cool! Cool! I'm just going to lead Haku onto the other ship. And you hear? All, all right, everyone, please hurry up. We've we've got we've got places to be. Uh. No. Oh yes, and and as as snow walks, you kind of hear some like crunchy glasses on their pocket. Just going with it. You all get loaded up on the other ship. They disengage the side clamps. They drive out in front of the flying Dutch kith and get a, a tow cable kind of shot out and attached to it. Y'all start flying into the city. This city is a little different than the Lastings. So the Lastings 
seem to be kind of like a hodgepodge of different materials that were like formed into to buildings. These seem like ancient buildings from the time before that have just been repurposed. So you see a lot of like really tall, almost like skyscrapers with like these like massive windows and stuff. And then like shorter buildings that Alma, you point out, are like individual dwelling places and eventually you make it to a a pretty large building near like kind of like what you would think the center of town of the city was and it's this massive building with like granite columns up front and you you pull up um towards the back they get the the ship disengaged and resting at a docking place this is where our serval lives and does their business from i'll have my men take care of the your your ship if you follow me we can go meet with the serval and make sure that this is all okay thank you yes we yes we're in your very capable hands so you all disembark and head inside this building in the last things it seems like everything that had built been built was built like specifically for the size of you like kith you animal folk but the steps going up towards it inside this building are just like a bit too tall a bit too long a bit too deep for your feet so you kind of like especially you sh- the shorter ones you have to almost like climb up these stairs it's a, it's a, like a full body experience and then like the door handles like calyx has like jump up and like pull it um this like massive door like swings open the the counter spaces the desks are just a bit too much too tall the people that are working at them are sitting on like these stools or steps and it's kind of pretty busy. Like this is the, the the town hall, so lots of people here doing business. But you're you kind of led up this like winding staircase up into what seems to be like the the dome office space um, at the top. Calyx doesn't really say much, and if you have any questions for him, he kind of just ah, just just wait. We'll we'll be there shortly, and. Uh, Birch will take care of everything, okay? So he continues to lead you up there, um, and you're you're led to a double set of like wooden doors. Uh, Haku Calyx is a rabbit, um, so probably not as tall as Haku is, but maybe taller than anyone else. And he knocks on the door, and you hear a a voice. Ah, yes, who is it? Um, it is Calyx, sir. Um, I have some people from the Lastings here to see you. All right, uh, I said no, no ships incoming. Uh, well, come on in. You see, um, sitting on this, this top of a, like a massive wooden desk with like stacks of books, just like sitting on the desk, um, is a, a small field mouse dressed in like purple robes probably about the size of nao honestly like not not too big um and they they look down and uh calyx says yeah uh, yes i'm I'm sorry uh, but they have some important news i'll let them take care of it and calyx sort of like does like a little bit of a bow and 
steps to the side and kind of stands at attention. And Birch stands up um, on the desk and says, uh, well, I guess you're already here. So, uh, yeah, I guess explain yourselves and like raises his hands towards you to like motion you to come closer. Apologies for the intrusion. We didn't mean any disrespect. We, like your captain mentioned, are here on official business from the lastings. We've been sent here by our own Serval Fallon. Perhaps our two problems might be connected, and I'm hoping that we can help each other out. Uh, well, um, the, well, the lastings, that's kind of far, and I mean, kind of disconnected. How did you even get out this way? Oh, we, we've, we took my ship. Uh, it's not my first time in your lovely nation um though it's the first time i've seen it in such a such a state yes it's definitely seen better days but tell me what what news do you bring from from the lastings then oh my kind of <laughs> glances around what's happening here affected by what's happening there well um so our gods are gone and we're looking for them and I don't mean in a in a like metaphorical sense. I mean quite literally, our gods have vanished, and things are wrong. Um, <laughs> Fletcher. Um. Yeah. Hi. I'm Fletcher. So, what are some of the problems you've been having? I see you have a lot of rain. Do you have any magic users, potion makers? How have they been doing? Well, well. Uh... Um, now that you've mentioned that your your gods disappeared, um, we haven't really looked into it yet, but, I mean, one of our gods is the gods, uh, god of, of weather and torrential downpouring, which we often see as a blessing here. So when it started pouring down rain a couple days ago, we thought, oh, well, our gods might be upset or something so we sent our our priests and priestesses out to commune and they've not had any luck so i wonder if it's something similar and they sort of like shrug and, and look over to calyx and then calyx is again just stoic like not even looking look over at at neo and haku uh what do you think do you all think this is connected or not i definitely think so yeah it um it seems like gods are definitely acting out in some category and, and and I'm not sure yet up to up to which point that's happening or for sure why that's happening right now. But it seems like they got into whatever happened to our gods, something happened to your god of torrential outpours as well. Did your priests come back? Are they still in there communing? What is that? Well, um, they are up on Spirit Island currently, performing rituals and sending back the word occasionally on what's going on. If you would like, I can arrange for transport so you can go speak with them. I think that'd be very good. Have there been any other unusual things going on? Do you generally have the one god? We have a few other gods, but we've not noticed any changes besides the rain. Okay. Um, and real quick, uh, can you pick a card? Fletcher brings out the cards he got for his birthday, and it's the ones with all of our gods, so Fletcher's using this as maybe 
a way to find some guidance. Uh, you can roll for this, or if you had things, you can pick which card I he ended up getting, or they ended up getting. What should I roll? Um, you can roll a two d six. A four. Okay. So this card represents the god of Anino. So we need to look for some clarity and oh. What's the warmest part of your island? The the warmest part of our island? The warmest and maybe the brightest. Well, the east side of Portsville is pretty close to the mountains, so it doesn't get a lot of sun. I would say, honestly, probably near the heart of the city where, where Spirit Island is. Okay, and I, I think we definitely need to check Spirit Island. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Okay, I've... Not had oracle cards read for me in a little while. I just do think that's really nice. You can pick another if you'd like. Sure. And he reaches out, grabs another one. Before you start to read that for him, you hear another like, Wait, yes, come in. And a, another guard comes in, um, walks over to Calix, whispers something in their ear. And Calix looks kind of concerned. And uh, the other guard walks out, and Birch looks and says, What is it? Tell us. Yes, uh, well, it seems that these citizens are not rioting, but they are gathering in mass outside, concerned about what's going on. Also, the, the librarian, Lavender, would like to hold a meeting with you. Apparently, some of their special collections were stolen recently. Well, oh gosh. This just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Oh. Listen, we'll help you as best we can, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about how to reach your citizens, like how to calm them down. It, it won't help anyone if everyone starts to panic. Well, what I can do is give a speech. Hopefully that will keep people at bay, but we might need to meet with some of the guilds around town to... See if they can get their people to come up with some sort of plan, maybe with my help along with yours, and maybe keep everyone calm in this time. But you also said you wanted to go to Spirit Island as well. Well, there's a lot of us, and um, it wouldn't make sense for us all to do everything together. Um, I know Fletcher and Haku are probably best suited to go to Spirit Island and figure out what's going on over there. Neo and I can help you talk to guild leaders and um, hopefully calm things down. <laughs> Alba kind of like just doesn't mention Chandler at all. Is Chandler in the room with us? Yes, Chandler's in the room. And actually like standing um, quite respectfully kind of near Calyx. Um, not at attention, but maybe doing his best interpretation of attention. And Birch says, all right, so you, and points to Alma, you're helping me. And Fletcher and Haku, you two are going to Spirit Island. What about you two? Points to, to Neyu and Chandler. Uh, and Chandler kind of puffs his chest out and says, well, I'm the group's most esteemed stargazers so i can do anything involved with stars so maybe spirit island would be a good choice i can talk with your spiritual advisors and see what's going on with the stars you hear a low growl come out of haku oh sorry the, i'm 
the most esteemed, but this is my friend Haku, his, who is quite closely esteemed to me as well. So we could work together. And walks over to Haku. We can work together, right? Um, excuse me. As the witch in the party, I prefer to work with the Starkeeper whose work I know, and I know Haku's work very, very well. So if I'm going to bring the Starkeeper, it's going to be Haku. And then <laughs> Haku turns, hopefully, to, to Sweet Fletcher and goes, Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm esteemed great. And tries to, like, stand tall and hopefully in the direction of... of the serval possibly I, I don't know where haku is looking at this point he is very confused and can't see and only sees blobs he looks and you hear him go oh and jumps off the the desk and walks over grabs your hand sweet child you are you suffering from an ailment right now so when we came in I was trying to get the wheel of our ship and it kind of smacked me in the face and my glasses might have fallen off. So I'm struggling a little bit. Nice to meet you. I'm, I'm Haku Bayani. Extends hand probably above the head. Uh, I'm, I'm Birchfielder. Um, the Serval of Portsmore. I was going to say you can see I wear spectacles as well, um, but you can't see very well. Um, on your way to Spear Island, I can have... My people take you to see my optical technician. If that would if that would suit you. Yeah, that that would that would be amazing. Thank you so so much. You are really cool and I'm sorry about all of the rain that is happening here. I like it. If it wasn't affecting our trade routes, importation routes, I would like it more, but yes, I I try to be cool. And not just because it's raining. Sometimes you get wet from the rain and then you get cold. Anyways, where are we going? Spirit Island. And I will honestly have to push back on your request, though. I think the more spiritually minded people that go to Spirit Island might be better. So if you wouldn't mind taking along... Uh, what was your name? Looks at Chandler. Uh, I'm Chandler, the... Star, a stargazer as well. Yes, if you wouldn't mind taking Chandler, that would be appreciated. Alma's just looking super apologetically over to Haku and Fletcher. Neo, Neo will kind of take a step forward purely out of guilt. Just grab Chandler on, on the arm and look at the servo. So I think while Alma tries and help you find the the guild masters to start finding a good solution to calm people down. Maybe this, this, maybe Chandler and I could actually go with the people and and try to try to maybe entertain them or try to try to talk to them, try to keep them appeased while Alma finds a solution. Are are you an entertainer? I'm I'm sorry, I didn't meet you yet, and uh, he extends his hand to you. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. My name is Neo. I, I am Neo Three Strings. Not an entertainer at all, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to help here. Plus, I'm actually, I mean, having your guards clad in, in leather and, and your purple tonic, it seems like people dress in really cool stuff around here. So maybe maybe I can get to, to see them as well. Well, I all right. I, I think that is a plan. Um... Alma, you and I will go with a couple of my people to meet with the guild leaders. 
and probably the librarian. But first, I will speak to the people and get them calmed down, and I will introduce the great performers of Neo and Chandler. No, that is not nonsense. You you seem wonderful. And Haku and Fletcher, I will send you out to Spirit Island, and you will see my optical technician on the way. All right? Sounds good. Oh, by the way, um, with your reading, do you have some sort of special connection to this librarian? Oh yes, my card. <laughs> um, is that is that what you're referencing? Yeah. Let's just say mixing business and pleasure is never a great idea. Yeah, you'll you'll want this. Fletcher brings out like a little herb, and it's literally the lavender herb, and just carefully places it in his palm. Oh, oh, okay. Um, thank you. You'll know what to do when the time comes. Okay. Well, l- let's be off. We've got quite a bit of work to do. Hey everyone, Kenzie here. I wanted to let you know that we will not be having a regularly scheduled episode of Of Kith and Pen next week. If you are a patron, you may have already seen the video of the wonderful chat I got to have with Jay Dragon, the creator of Wanderhome. But if you aren't a patron, though you are missing out on the after show and blooper reels and playlists, we will be premiering the first episode of our new interview show, Press Pause Let's Chat, next Tuesday, July 25th. We will pick up the next week, August 2nd, with our beloved Kith and their adventures in Portsmore. Enjoy the rest of the episode. We pick up with everybody leaving the office. Birch is leading. Um, and again, he's a field mouse, so he's even smaller than, than Neo. So having to like hop down all the stairs, like jump, jump, jump each step, uh, but leading you all down with Calyx kind of taking up the rear. And Calyx points to a guard um, as y'all get down to the bottom level. Uh, the guard rushes over and says, take these two to Birch's optical technician and then to the spirit island. And the guard kind of like nods uh, right away. Yes. And all right, you two follow me. All right. Be- be- before you go, Hako, just um, so I think when when we got off the boat and you may not believe this, I think it's kind of almost like a miracle. Um, so I, I think... I saw your glasses that fell. The wind must have taken them to the port. And maybe, maybe I pick them up, I think, and maybe they can repair them. You, oh, you found my glasses? That's sick. Cool. I think so. You're amazing. Thank you. No, no, no. Don't say that. It's no. What a coincidence. Thank the stars, I guess. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like also you, you found them, which is, oh my, can I hug you? Mm, Yes. Okay. Gives like a nice big squeeze. And Neil gives the slowest, most guilty hug of all time. The the guard like kind of like clears his throat and like starts to like kind of like walk backwards, like half like leaning, like waiting for you to join him. All right, okay, this way, and takes off and starts leading you down a side hallway and out a side door. Y'all can see as you're like down on the bottom floor now, like the massive like glass windows looking out, and there's like a pretty massive crowd with kind of these like barriers set up and the town guard and birch looks up and says all right well i'm i will give a speech 
hopefully it will calm them down. And then I'll introduce the Neu and Chandler the Greats. And then it'll be up to you. All right? All right? All right, please. All right. All right. Yes, yes. But it's not going to be a performance. I, I have a game that I will try and play with them. Okay. And then Chandler clears his throat and says, well, if the game doesn't work, I can probably talk about stars for a while. And that's very interesting. It's really interesting when, when, when Hoku talks about them. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. I guess let's get to it. And so Birch leads the group out and uh, there's like a massive uproar as as soon as he comes out. And Calix like yells out and it sort of like echoes in this booming voice that, again, you've, you've heard it through the storm. Uh, but like it piercing through the crowd just like feels like very powerful. And then the crowd kind of falls silent. And then Birch steps forward and Calix pulls out a little stool that like folds out. Birch steps on it um, and Birch clears his throat and says, All right, everyone, I know what we're experiencing now is something very new to us. We've experienced many great things here in Portsmore. Things of plenty, times of great wealth and sustenance and with our barges on the eastern um, side of the town and unable to get to where we need them things are going to be a little difficult for some time but i promise you i have friends here and he points back to the the three of you or yeah the three of you standing there um all the way from the lastings these experts are here to help us sort all this out with their help we will make it through this, all right? Trust me. Trust our friends. And be good neighbors. And the crowd starts to, like, murmur a little bit. And Birch clears his throat again and says, I, I know it's not much, but two of our friends from the Lastings, Chandler the Great and Neu the Magnificent, are going to do a little of entertainment for you, alright? Hopefully this boosts the morale. And again, we'll make it through this. Portsmore will stand. And you hear like a, a little bit of like a, a slow clap and like like eventually the crowd like starts to cheer and Birch kind of bows and yells out Alright, Neo the Magnificent and Chandler the Great. And he hops off the stool Calix picks it up Holds it up, puts it in his coat. Then they start walking off, and they motion for Alma to to join. You guys will be fine. Y'all get past the crowd. The Birch says, or kind of whispers over to Calix and Alma. Well, I guess that went all right. What do you think? Yeah. No, I think, I think that went fine. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a serval, so I don't really know what uh, people need to hear. But seems like it worked out. I. I was certainly comforted, so. Well, well, thank you both. Uh, I guess let's be off to the library. Calix, do you want to send word ahead to see if the other guild members wouldn't mind meeting us there? Uh, yes, sir, I can I can do that. And he whistles out, and a, a guard comes over and whispers, and then the guard disperses. And so as y'all head deeper into town, Let's jump over to to Fletcher and Haku. So the two of you are are led over to a 
little shop, um, not too far from Town Hall, but you, you heard the crowd, and then you heard the crowd, like, die down, and then you heard, like, a little voice, uh, but then you started, that voice started to fade as you got a little bit further. But it is a, a shop that just says glasses, um, with a, a wooden sign with an engraving of glasses, and... You go inside, um, and again, like it's basically just like wall-to-wall glasses, and you see a little hedgehog with um, glasses sitting behind a counter, and I say, oh, uh, hello, friends. Welcome. Do you need glasses? Um, hi. Uh, my friend here. Hi, I'm, I'm Fletcher. Um, oh, hi, I'm Thistle. It's so nice to meet you. N- nice to meet you, Thistle. Um, my friend here, Huckle, needs new glasses. Or, do you do glasses repairs? I see you have a lot of glasses. Huckle, do you see any- Oh, never mind. Do you do any glasses repairs? It kind of depends on their state, but I can look at them and let you know if I can fix them. And it, if not, you've come to the right place because I have lots of glasses. Oh, Cool. I don't think they're. I don't think they're that bad. And I pull out the glasses. How bad are they? I would say like they're pretty like crushed. Like the the, the lenses are basically just like completely splintered. Uh, like cracks all over the place, and the frames are just like bent. And the bridge is like kind of bent, so like the the lenses are kind of like backwards. The ear loops are kind of like off to each side. Uh, one of them is like almost crushed a little bit. I think they're perfectly fine. They can be, they're fixable, yeah? Um, friend. And uh, Thistle kind of like comes around and grabs your hands. Do you have any emotional attachment to these glasses? Um. Because I understand if you do, I kind of do that myself sometimes. Glasses are, are wonderful and beautiful and they help people see who can't see very well. So yes, I, I get that. But do you have an emotional attachment to these? Well, I mean, well, a, li- a little bit. It, it was kind of the first pair of glasses that I got when I when I saw when I was able to like see the stars really well for the first time with these glasses, and and I studied a lot with them the past couple couple years. So there are some attachments to it. Is it is it bad? Is it bad? Is it bad? And I turn towards the general location of Fletcher with puppy dog eyes. You actually hear like a pause and a little like clearing of the throat. Um, well, I can't say I have seen worse, but I'm not sure I'll be able to get these back to to working order. I can fix them so you can put them on a shelf or something um, and, and look at them. But if you step over here with me, I know you can't see, but I'm sure your friend has good taste. I have a couple of pairs of glasses. Um, one that I made just recently um, that I think you'll like quite well. And he sort of like grabs the two of you and like ushers you over to one side and points out two different pairs of glasses. One is where like the the, fra- the the lenses are in like the actual shape like of stars, like a five-pointed star. So these I've had on the shelf for a while. Nobody seems all too interested in them. And then these, it points to another one. They're like a dark purple frame with like actual like gold flake stars built into the frames. Oh, wow. Um, so, Aku, uh, 
Both of these glasses have stars on them. They're both really cool. One is in the shape of a star. The other one is like dark purple and has like little star sprinkles on it. Oh, oh, oh. What, what color is the one that's, that looks like a star? Um, so the star ones are uh, blue. So like it's just blue frames. I think I think I want the ones with the star flex in it because it would look like the night sky, right? That's how that works, right? Yeah, I guess. That was my intention when designing them. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That that that'd be cool. All right. How will you be paying for these? And the guard steps up. Um, sorry, but uh, put these on the the birch uh, birches account. Uh, for the serval. He's he's taking care of these folks. They're, they're helping us. Oh! Well, I didn't know we had important people in the shop. Uh, yes. Well, um, step right this way, and we'll get your eyes taken care of. We'll have to figure out what strength to make the lenses first, though, okay? Okay. And so he walks you over to another section and starts doing, like, the eye tests with you. And then, then we'll jump over to um, Neo and Chandler. Neo and Chandler. Uh, you two are standing there kind of at the front of the crowd. The crowd is still like applauding as the Serval walks away with Calix and Alma. And then eventually the applause die down till it's almost a deafening silence as you look out and every eye is on you. And Neo, you have this moment, maybe an intruding thought, an intrusive thought. It's like, well, if Alphonse was here, he could probably take over this crowd pretty instantly. But then you kind of have this feeling like, but I don't like Alphonse anymore. Alphonse is a jerk. And what does that make you do? Neo steps, stomps on the ground, looks at the crowd. What, what am I looking at here? Is it... Is it uh, a 50-people a crowd? A 200-people crowd? Is this like a major, everyone's here? Oh, it's like, not everyone in the town is here, but it's probably like a, a push in like 600. Uh, it's a pretty big, pretty decent crowd. Like the whole like town square courtyard area is like filled with people and you notice that even like the the some of the side streets um have like people like kind of like still like coming in um from those and so like it's kind of even like a crowd is like growing still so i'm gonna try and entertain them with the story of weaving and some magic um we still haven't figured out too much about weaving magic and i think one of the one of the weaves that Neo may be able to do is just weaving something and getting that tapestry that is being woven to be shown in a in a in a in a larger than life format, almost like an illusion in front of in front of Neo. So Neo, you have like this magical weaving setup, right? So you start to like get that out and start getting that loom going is there any sort of like message or meaning you're trying to put into this so i'm trying to calm them down and nothing calms people down like like a bedtime story so neo starts weaving and will be weaving this this uh kind of scenery 
of of a small temple surrounded by little mushrooms and 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 then mushrooms are actually quite much bigger um some bushes and, and a bunch of berries around it probably dream berries around the entrance of this of this of this long forgotten temple and now begins to kind of tell this story so everyone i i would like to tell you about the the small unforgotten god of of bedtime stories i once dreamt of of this place and and i wish to visit it and then Neil begins talking a bit more in depth of this whole dream and tries to kind of like get them into the story and do kind of like a life weaving of this little tapestry and just kind of just kind of get them into both the visuals and the story of it and try to subdue their mood with that. Alright, give me a I think a wild check will will fit here. That's an eight plus one. Nine. Okay. Yes. So you're able to really start to to get this weaving going, and like at first, like you started to hear like murmurings and rumblings through the crowd, and like some people like starting to push forward up against the barricade. But like as you start telling this story, like the the magic starts to take over. And would you say that like? magic like emanates from your loom and your 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 tapestry or is it more of a kind of just like people are enamored by watching you do this yeah i think it's it's more of that more of uh, the, the weave itself as i weave it in my hands it kind of like projects itself in a much bigger format in front of me almost like providing them with like a cinema screen of what I'm doing and they get to see like the, the the threads kind of like coming in and out and the tapestry being made as it happens. And I think that's kind of like a big sensory experience. Um, and it's not like the magic is affecting them too much, but it's just getting entranced in, in the weaving with me. When the weaving starts to actually take shape, like you see some of the people are kind of like part as like, kids like start to come up the guards like actually start to take the the barricades down as like the kids start to gather around and like chandler goes out front and like starts doing like sound effects and different things like helping with the story the crowd like starts to calm down like the the kids like you even like see them like start to like fall asleep and the the crowd almost start to dissipate too, like as the as the story goes on. And when you get towards the end of your story and you you start to wrap it up, like the crowd is kind of like halved. You notice that people are kind of like rubbing their eyes as they walk away, and the ones that stick around, whenever you wrap up, like they cheer. The kids start like screaming for like another one. And so I really hope to someday find find this marvelous temple and, and and thank this god for all of the bedtime stories that we get. Thank you, everyone. And then Chandler stands up and says, All right, everyone. Time to learn about stars. And the crowd actually cheers. <laughs> I, rolled, I rolled for him and he did pretty well. So yeah, he got a 10. He, he did help me out. So I will continue to weave and I will weave kind of like a night sky situation. Love it. We'll jump over to Alma. You're still walking with with Birch and Calix, and uh, it's just a, a few blocks, but you you make it over to 
the library. And again, this one seems a lot different than the library at the lastings. Like the, the, the libraries and the lastings again, kind of put together with a hodgepodge of materials, but they had like their very own like distinct feel like they belong in in the lastings this is like a a massive uh like gray building with these like windows that look out like very like postmodern or like just definitely like a, a more modern feel than than what like the lastings has like it's kind of more of a, a fantasy vibe and this just feels different but birch leads you up the stairs and you're you're led inside and it's this massive building multi-story just kind of floor to ceiling with the books he walks up to the front desk with you and calyx and uh the the desk clerk says ah, can i help you uh, yes i i am here to meet with lavender and the the desk clerk says well uh yes she is with i think guild members or something they they just got here they're they're in meeting room B. Do you know what that is? Uh, yes, I've been there before. Second floor? Yes, second floor. And so y'all start going up this, like, massive stairwell at the center of the building. And you get onto the second floor. You go back around. And it's in, like, a massive, almost like a fishbowl, like, just, like, glass wall meeting room. And you see uh, this, like, massive table at the, cen- at the center of the room with five... Five people sitting around the, the, the table. You'll, you go inside and it is completely silent as it feels as if the group is almost peering into your souls as you like walk into the, the, the room. There is a vulture at the head of the table, a badger close by sitting down a tortoise sitting down at the table an owl kind of like squinting through like sleepy eyes and a wolf and the vulture clears their throat and says oh birch welcome please we've gathered please sit oh yes lavender thank you um this is uh you know calyx one of our guards uh, but this is Alma. Uh, Alma from the the Void, right? The Veil, but thank you. The Veil, yes. Um, she's from... Sorry, she, right? She, she, they, whatever you prefer. Oh, okay, yes. She's from... She's from the Lastings. Um, and she has some things to tell you about what's going on there. Um, do you mind, Alma? Not, not at all. Um... Thank you, again. Uh, apologies for intruding on your meeting. My friends and I have been sent here because our gods are gone, and we're experiencing a lot of wrongness as a result. Magic users unable to perform magic, potions not going right, ghosts disappearing. And it seems to me that your issues here with the torrential rains um, are more than likely connected to our own problems. And um, Lavender, the vulture, kind of clears her throat and says, uh, Yes, it seems like there's an overlap. I'll introduce the rest of everyone. This is Bryn, head of our Merchants Guild. 
she she points to the wolf kind of sitting at the center of the table, um, bows his head and says, Thank you. I appreciate your visit. Hopefully we can come to some sort of understanding of what's going on here. And uh, this sleepy fellow is Stars, head of our Performers Guild. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm so tired. I am not usually awake at this hour, but such a trying time. I needed to be here. And this is Teal. Uh, she points to the tortoise. Head of our Fabricators Guild. Uh, yes, I'm just so excited to, to have somebody here who kind of knows what's going on, you know? Because... <laughs> um, Tell if it's not putting two nose boards together and nailing them down, I don't really know what's going on. But something's weird. Uh, my name's Teal. I I don't know uh, um, if she said yes. Uh, uh, I'll be quiet. And this is Card Mom, and she points to the Badger. Our Helpers Guild. I yes. Um, I kind of lead everybody who just helps people around here. Um. So, yeah, we, we've had a lot of work the past couple of days. We're kind of nervous. Um, what should we do? Well, it's a pleasure to meet all of you, first of all. I don't really know what you should, what you should do. Um, I know that things are strange, and strangeness scares people. So I think it's important for all of you as leaders of your guilds to maintain a strong front in you know, like people are only as confident as their leaders and if you guys you know are wishy-washy and afraid then your people will be afraid and they need you to be strong right now and not to panic well I do appreciate that sentiment, but it feels as if the sky is literally falling on us. I experienced that, um, flying in. Besides that, has anything else weird been happening anywhere in particular? Any information would be incredibly helpful. And Cardamon speaks up. Some of our, our healers seem to can't do their healing magic as as well and that's one of the main things i've i've seen and so we've had to pull out the the ancient books on how to heal through different herbs and things which is all fine but we're we're starting to run out of herbs uh we're not able to get our supplies in so that's like one of our main concerns and just our 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 folks who provide counseling just are overrun with people stressed out and not really sure of what's going on. It would just really help if we had some sort of plan or something. I don't know. Like I, This was all weird, but... And Lavender clears her throat and says, Yes, I think a plan would be wonderful. What do you think, Birch? Well, honestly, that was why I brought everybody here. So we could start coming up with some sort of plan together. And hope that Alma's words is that we're not in this alone, and we have experts from another part of the world that it could be a comfort to you all. 
And Stars speaks up and says, Well, honestly, I'm not really quite sure what these experts are bringing to us. And the people don't want to see our performances. And if people don't want to see our performances, our performers don't make any money. When people experience hardship, that takes up their entire life, their time. Distractions like performances can sometimes bring comfort, but most of the time, if it's such a grave matter as this is, they won't want to think about anything else. So our first step should be to come up with a solution for your guys' barges and getting them to at least come and go with a bit more ease. I think at this point we need to operate with the understanding that this might be just how things are now. So we need to save the problem. I really like the barge idea, honestly. Yes. If we can handle the barges, then people will have some things, at least for a little bit. And people like things. I like things. Exactly. People like things. And if people are happy, they're more likely to want to see performances and, you know, that sort of thing. So you lead the Guild of the Helpers. Um, I'm sure that means you have maybe construction kith, people who know how to build things and maybe create dams. All right. We we have some supplies. Um, we might need some assistance getting some more, but maybe if we can... I don't know, I prioritize certain barges over other ones. I, that could help. I don't know. I, I, I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, I mean, if you can fix up my ship, then I'd be happy to bring supplies from above. I don't need to worry about what's going on on the ground and having to make my way through the trenches. I can just fly in and out, especially if you bulk up my engine so that they can handle the downpour. Alma, go ahead and give me a heart roll. That's a seven. A seven. So that is a partial success. The group is pretty much okay with this plan, but basically, Lavender, like, looks across the table at you and kind of has those, like, these piercing eyes again and says, Well, a lot is resting on you, my dear. If anything goes wrong then this might not just be an issue with Portsmore. This might be an issue between Portsmore and Lastings. I'm used to working under pressure. Also, she looks over at Birch. Somebody stole two ancient texts from here, and I'm very concerned about that. Hey, has um, has Fletcher mentioned that stuff was stolen? I don't think so. I don't think he's even told anyone about the breakup yet. Oh, good. Fantastic. So with that not knowledge, so you say things were stolen from you. Uh, where were they stolen from? Do you have any sort of evidence, clues that might tell us who stole from you? Well, all I know is that our front clerk that works the front desk said that four cloaked individuals bursted in here probably two hours ago now. Ran into our special collections room, broke down the door with a bolt of magic, ran away with two 
ancient texts. One was a scroll that described the Great Uprising, and another was a book that none of us have been able to read because it's been written in an ancient tongue. I see. Two very important texts. Well, we're not sure about the ancient tongue one. It could be a bunch of swear words for all we know, but it looks cool, and it's very old. Older than me, imagine that. So two hours ago? Yes, about two hours ago. The culprit's probably still here. I can't imagine they would be able to get far in this torrential... She's, like, looking around the room. Like, I don't see them. No, not not here, here, but still in Portsmore. Yes, that makes sense. Well, as if you didn't already have enough to deal with, I would ask you to look for them. Oh, I'm multifaceted. I can keep it in mind. And my friends as well. They can probably keep on the lookout if you give right down kind of a more comprehensive description of the texts i definitely have a friend who would be interested in them very well i can do that for you well birch clears his throat and says it seems like we have a pretty solid plan is everybody everybody is on on board with this right we're gonna try to bring in supplies from the barges with the help of Alma's ship, which, Teal, you're going to help fix, and then we'll go from there. And everybody sort of, like, mumbles their agreement. I say this has been a productive meeting, and under 30 minutes, what we all like. <laughs> all right, then. Well, I guess we'll get to it. I look forward to working with you. It was very nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, so where's your ship at? Uh, it was towed by Calix's crew. So, where's the ship at? Calix? Y- yes. Um, it's at the town hall. Alright, I'll be over there in about an hour. I gotta get some supplies together, get a couple of my guys, um, and then we'll, we'll be over there, alright? Great. Yeah, thank you. I gotta get out of here. Nice to see you all. I will see you in a few moments. Well, not a moment, but in about an hour. But uh, Teal gets up and, and walks out. And Birch kind of follows and motions for you. And Calix follows behind. Let's Teal get a little fr- uh, ahead of you. Um, and the others kind of linger back in the room and says, Well, uh, I think that went quite well. What do you think? It could have gone worse, that's for sure. I've been in those kind of meetings. Uh, yes. Yes, but thank you for offering your assistance and your ship. Uh, that'll come in quite in handy. Um, but I guess let's get back. Yeah, yeah. No, um, thank you for not kicking us out immediately. I mean, once you were here, I guess damage was already done. But seems like you're not actually doing any more damage, which is nice. Well, we'll try to avoid that for sure. Good. And he turns and starts to go down the stairs. And the three of you walk back towards towards town hall. And the the rain is still coming down, but you do see um, people kind of again coming back from from town hall, heading into like their their homes, their apartments, not living life as normal, but definitely seems more calm and a little closer to normal than when you all arrived in in Portsmore.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can follow QueerPG on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at QueerPGPod. QueerPG is made possible by all of you who listen and share the show. So if you like what you hear, please rate and review. It helps other people find the podcast. You can also support the show by signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com QueerPG. If you're interested in seeing transcripts for the episodes, all of those from previous episodes and episodes to come can be found on our website, QueerPG.com. Until next time.